see that. Okay. Welcome. This is jazz, just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is my weekly jazz podcast. Recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs of the 1950s, the 1960s, and the 1970s. And every now and then, some of the modern stuff. We also discuss politics and social issues. I play songs that I listened to as a young man growing up here in Brooklyn. And here I am now playing them for your pleasure. And also to introduce to a younger generation that fabulous, original American art form known as jazz. I'm in the studio with my co-hosts, and longtime friend, well over 60 years, another fellow Brooklyn Knight, Lawrence Williams. Hey, Larry, how you doing, bro? What's happening, Lawrence? How are you today? <clears throat> I'm good, man. I'm good. good. I'm good. Good. Another podcast, man. This yeah, is going to yeah. be an interesting one because we're going to go back, you know, uh, in time. But before we jump into the podcast, man... Hey, man, Thanksgiving is around the corner, brother. Yeah, next week is Thanksgiving, and uh, I, I want to do my thing with the family. Yeah. I usually, uh, my, we usually have it over at my daughter's house, and usually I cook like a, uh, a roast beef and bring that over, maybe a pie or something like that. And then yeah. I have a turkey at home for me and my son. Yeah, I go, I go down to uh, Maryland, Delaware area with my... Uh, uh, nephew Billy and most of my family come in and we have you know a family gathering at his house yeah yeah uh, that's something we've always done not necessarily at his house he picked up the tradition but it used to be at my sister Ann's house and I remember my mother in the projects Thanksgiving was always a big occasion oh yeah yeah especially yeah. when you came from like a big family like mine it was 12 of us 12 kids yeah yeah so uh, that was always a big fun lot of food occasion yeah for Linda used to go crazy around this time man she used to get yeah. she used to make so much food it was like unbelievable I know you know she she bake bread. She make cakes. She 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 do all this stuff, man. Yeah, man. And that was <coughs> that was a Marcy Projects tradition, man. Yeah, the yeah. Big Thanksgiving dinners, man. Yeah. I remember growing up as a kid. I used to go from house to house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you go to your friends' house. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. They they offered you something. Oh yeah, I'll take that piece of that pie or that piece of that turkey or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all get together except for my oldest son Lance, and he's out. He's out in, uh, in the West. Yeah, I got family out in the West too. My my brother Rano and his family. I got yeah. family in Florida. Brother John, 
Uh, so I got folks, my brother Allen, Ohio. Yeah. You know, scattered. My sister Virginia down in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, the only ones left in New York City is me and my brother Bobby. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, you know, we always start our show off with a song that addresses issues of social justice uh, or speaks to the human condition. And here's a song that you know, and it's interesting. It's a Tracy Chapman song. And before we play this song, man, I was surprised that uh, Tracy Chapman just received an award for Fast Cars. And uh, she did this 12 years ago, something like that. And she just got the country, whatever it is, award. I don't... don't The CMA? Yeah, yeah. I I don't understand how... 12 years later, they give it to her. But hey, who am I? Country folks or country folks, what can I tell Maybe they, and 12 years ago, you know, there weren't as many African-Americans that were in the music of making country music besides Charlie, yeah, but, uh, Charlie Pride. Charlie no, Pride no, yeah, but, but, but you don't hear of people getting the reward 12 years after the record was released. That's very true. Yeah, that's, that's what very I'm talking true. about. But sometimes what happens is that something that wasn't popular when it was first issued, becomes popular. I still don't understand 12 years later. I got you. All right, here's Tracy Chapman, uh, our social justice song, talking about revolution. Don't you know they're talking about a revolution that sounds Don't you know they're talking about a revolution that sounds While they're standing in the welfare lines Crying at the doorsteps of those armies of salvation Wasting time in the unemployment lines Sitting around, waiting for a promotion Don't you know, they're talking about a revolution It sounds like a whisper Poor people gonna rise up and get their share Poor people gonna rise up and take what's theirs Don't you know you better run, 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 Oh, I said you better run, 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 run. It's finally the tables are starting to turn. Talking about a revolution. It's finally the tables are starting to turn. Talking about a revolution, oh, oh, no. Talking about a revolution, oh, oh, while they're standing in the welfare lines. Crying at the doorsteps of those armies of salvation. Wasting time in the unemployment lines. Sitting around, waiting for a promotion. Don't you know, they're talking about the revolution in the sounds. Starting to 
Wow, Tracy Chapman uh, talking about a revolution. I remember when that song first came out, man. It was a powerful piece, and it still is a powerful piece, man. She's got a, she's got such a unique voice. I really love listening to her. Yeah, she has that. She has that voice that seems so suited for this type of folk music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, it's interesting when she came out the look with the you know short dreads, the African American woman who was uh, gay at that time. Yeah, you know uh, the whole look and and the songs, man. She was definitely did, did songs that spoke to issues of social justice and the, and the social issues. Uh, okay, Larry, man, let's, um, let's get going with this podcast here, folks. We are going to go back in time and do Billie Holiday. And we're going to do Billie Holiday and Lester Young. And, you know, Lester Young was a, an accomplished jazz sax player, well-known, well-respected. And, in fact, um, he was also the main sax player on most of Billie Holiday's songs. So they had a, a very tight working relationship. But before we get into Billy Holiday and yes, Lester Young, um, there's an issue that I like to discuss, and it's the issue of genocide. And you've been hearing a lot of people accusing Israel of genocide. Well, you know, there's an acceptable definition from the United Nations, the International uh, uh, ICC, that's universally accepted as a definition of genocide. And genocide is characterized by specific intent, is the key word, intent, to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnic, racial, or religious group by killing its members or by other means causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group or forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. And uh, that's a pretty clear definition. And, and why, you know, we can't talk about genocide with Israel is because using this definition implies that you there is an intent on Israel's part, uh, even though they, the rest, they may fit what they have done into the rest of this definition or parts of this definition, we can't prove intent. Very difficult to improve intent. Some people say that the statements of some of the leaders, you know, indicate intent. 
but that's that's not enough. And so it's, I know a lot of people, especially on the left, that some you know folks I I deal with want to turn use the term genocide, but if we stick to the definition, it just doesn't work. Uh, Larry. Yeah, I, I I wasn't aware of of, of what the definition I wasn't of the the, uh, the exact definition of of genocide, uh, but the word intent is like uh, very crucial in this definition uh, of what a genocide is. Uh, what I'm curious about is that, uh, or at least what is being a broadcast broadcast right now, is that the uh, Israeli forces are doing surgical insurgents uh, into um, the West. Is it the West Bank where they are? Uh, Gaza. Gaza into Gaza. They're they're going into uh, the uh, hospitals. Hospitals and going beneath to search the uh, the tunnels. That's a surgical cut. That's not like just just spreading out things all over the world, all over the countryside where you get the uh, collateral damage. But they're still bombing know. at the same time. Yeah, no, no, I'm, not, I'm just talking yeah. about this precise incident, yeah. this, this incident here. And the reason why I say that, I think that that is, if that's what they are after, if they're after the people that caused this, they needed to do surgical uh, intrusions into the into the country. I'm, not, I'm curious as to who is in charge of of um, uh, Hamas, uh, no, no, not Hamas, but the uh, the Gaza. Who's in charge? Is it the PLO? No, it's Israel. Oh. Israel has kept a, an apartheid state for the last sixteen years. People weren't able to move around. People don't vote. People don't have a say. It's all controlled by one hundred percent by Israel. That's part of the problem from the uh, Palestinian point of view. That that is you know they would you know them folks been there they would Gaza is full of people who were pushed out when 1948 when Israel was first formed they were, they took this group of people two and a half million and put them into the very crowded area called Gaza then they put all these controls now the different wars occurred they have all these controls places they have passes. Places you can't, could go and can't go. There's no vote. You know, you're restrictive. And that's why people uh, uh, called it a, apartheid, an apartheid-like system. And there's no doubt about that. Most people agree that it is like an apartheid-like system. And Israel would say it's for our security, but it's still an apartheid-like system. But getting back to the issue of genocide. Now, when you look at this whole thing recently... You know, Hamas did something atrocious. They went out, grabbed all these civilians, killed them, regardless of age, regardless of gender, just killed them because they were Jewish. And to retaliate, Israel held the whole population accountable in terms of inflicting pain. Forced people out, bombed people, you know, they weren't very surgical in terms of that initial offense and still not very surgical. And these, both of these cases, the point being that they're not, they cannot meet the criteria of genocide. But 
they do meet the criteria of crimes against humanity. Okay. And that's where they should be held accountable. And that's a very serious crime uh, in the international court. And they can be you know, brought up on international charges and really nothing will occur. And, uh, and yeah, that, it, it doesn't really have the, the, the force behind it to yeah, do anything. It doesn't about do anything. You know, it's, it's just probably just noted in the records that this, this is what the charge yeah, was. Yeah. You know, unless the U.S. makes a. a, a that is not going to happen. No, no. Well, I funny mean, thing I'm, about public opinion. Yeah. I've I've seen in my lifetime, and you have too, things that we thought wasn't going to happen, and then public opinion changes it. And we know public opinion about Israel is shifting in this country and especially around the world. So, you know, they have a major, major image problem uh, that is causing a major embarrassment to the United States. And the United States having an election coming, not only presidential, senatorial, House of Representatives. And people are demanding, folks, well, what is your position? What are you doing? How are you stopping this mass killing? Uh, how are you dealing with, you know, bombing hospitals or bombing schools? They bomb UN places. Uh, how, how are you going about uh, controlling this? So um, I think it's a lot to be said in the future, you know. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Larry? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah, I'm curious as to where it will go also because I, I just don't see, um, I don't see how, it, I, I don't see an end into it. If they're, 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 it has to end. Here's yeah. the thing. You know, people are, are realizing, you know, uh, they, they, history, we look at history and we re read history and we look at World War II and the genocide against the Jewish population and we say, well, where were the good Germans? Where were the other people? who didn't stand up. And now this is similar, not the same, but similar, occurring right here during our time. And people are saying we need to stand up. We need to not have a blind eye. We need to make our government stand up. Like my sister told me, I don't want my tax dollars going on dropping bombs on women and children in Gaza. And enough people who say that, mm. and you're not, you know, you're beginning to get Republicans that are very concerned about this, you know. All right, Larry, let's move on. Okay. So, folks, that was a little this quick thing on uh, some current events that's just having massive effect on the world today. Uh, Today's show, Billie Holiday, Leslie Young. Well, you know Billie Holiday, Lady Day, Lady Day. We're going to start off with a song by Billie Holiday. You know, what a, an amazing, interesting life. And it's, it's so unique because Billie Holiday reminds me of Paul Robeson, uh, two people who were the obsession of that head of the FBI, Hoover, who went after them unjustifiably 
you know, in the case of Billie Holiday, it was because of a particular song that they sort of forbade her from singing. And that was the Strange Fruit song. But, uh, so she had a very interesting life, man. And let's start off with a song by Billie Holiday. You don't, you don't hear this song much, but it's I Don't Stand a Ghost of a Chance with You. It was recorded in 1955, Billie Holiday. Your love so badly. I love you all so madly, but I don't stand a ghost of a chance with you. I thought at last. But other loves surround you And I don't stand A ghost of a chance with you If you'd surrender for a tender kiss or two You might discover that I'm the lover meant for you and I'll be true But what's the good of scheming? I know I must be dreaming For I don't stand A ghost of a chance with you Too. 
That's Billie Holiday, I Don't Stand the Ghost of a Chance with You, recorded in 1955. The song was originally sung by Bill, uh, what's his name, the singer, uh, Bill, Billy Eckstein? No, Bing Crosby. Oh. Bing Crosby in 1932, not Bill, Bing Crosby. Uh, that's a, you know, one thing about Billie Holiday, two things about Billie Holiday. She sang songs that fit her voice. Or her voice fit the songs that she sang. You know, she knew what kind of singer she was, slow blues. Yep. And the other thing is she always, she was a jazz singer, man. She always sang with accomplished jazz musicians. That's what I was, I was just thinking. I was like, wow, the musicians that are behind her. Always. Oh, my God, they play so well. Yeah. 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 I was, you know, I, I really, really, because I have a few of her albums, but I guess I really haven't listened. But today, I'm saying, wow, they are really bad, man. I love the I love the way. Now you know, uh, because at that time, man, you know the top, sophisticated places. A lot of them, you know, mainly white folks. Yeah. Uh, would 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 have Billie Holiday there and sing, and those musicians is the only chance they got to play in those sophisticated clubs. Yeah, or make a good salary. So playing with Billy Holiday, you're playing with the, the numero uno. Now here's here's another song. You pro- most people probably know this one, even if they didn't recognize the first one. But uh, this is uh, Billy Holiday, all of me. Once 
Billie Holiday, uh, All of Me, released in 1941. That uh, uh, On this particular song, that was Lester Young on uh, sax. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How beautiful. You know, I, I went to college with Lester Young, Jr., and uh, this was my, you know, especially in <coughs> freshman, sophomore year, junior year. I really didn't know much about his father, except people said, you know, his father was a famous jazz musician, but at that time... You know, I, I didn't have a, a that much of a knowledge of jazz, and I definitely never listened to Lester Young. Right. Uh, yeah, but I went to college with him. He was a nice guy, man. He ended up being a educator, superintendent, uh, State Department of Education. Uh, he didn't go into the music industry. He wasn't a, a musician. Okay. And, uh, uh, very low key. Very nice guy, man. Lester Young, Lester Young Jr. That is well. That's speaking of Lester Young, man. Here's a piece by Billy Holiday. You're gonna play one more song by Billy Holiday before we go into uh, Lester Young, uh, and this one has Lester Young, Coleman Hawkins, Ben Wesper, a Webster, wow. Jerry Mulligan, Roy Eldridge, and Vic Dickerson. And this was a uh, recording, uh, Billy Holiday, Fine and Mellow. Like being very sad, very sick, going to church, being very happy. There's two, two kinds of blues. There's happy blues and there's sad blues. I don't think I ever sing the same way twice. I don't think I ever sing the same tempos. One night's a little bit slower, the next night is a little bit brighter, as far as I feel. I don't know, the blues is sort of a mixed-up thing. You just have to feel it. Anything I, I do sing, it's, it's part of my life.
when he starts in to love me. He is so fine, I
treat me right, baby. And I'll stay home every day. Just treat me right, baby. And I'll stay home night and day. But you're so mean to me, baby. Wow, wow, Billy Holiday, man. That's Billy Holiday with uh, Coleman Hawkins, Lester Young, Ben Webster, Jerry Mulligan, Vic Dickerson, Roy Eldridge on a piece, fine and mellow, man. Perfect. Yeah, that is so beautiful, man. It's just the way that uh, her voice and, and, and the way that it comes out the tempo. Oh, and everybody that was on there, man, they were just top, top shelf players, man. Yes, they were. And uh, you know the mix was just the arrangement was beautiful. I, I love I, you know, just listening to this now. I gotta go home. I I have this golden set by her. I gotta listen to that. That was really really good. Yeah, Billy. Billy was. Uh, we don't listen to her as much as we should, but when we go back and listen to her, man, she had a beautiful bluesy, jazz vocal yeah. voice yeah and she played with top musicians man and like i said earlier she she sang the songs that fit her voice and her voice fit, 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 fit those the songs, songs. Yeah. yeah that's a beautiful way to put it uh yeah. she's covering all angles that way yeah man yeah. she had a good relationship with lester young and lester young is the next artist he not only played a lot with billy holiday he also recorded on his own and uh, here's a piece by Lester Young done in 1952 on, uh, I think this is a Duke Ellington song, Stardust. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Lester Young, folks. Thank you. 
That's Lester Young on a 1952 piece called Stardust. You know, you listen to him, you can clearly understand how his playing on that uh, tenor sax complemented Billie Holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very smooth. Yeah. Um, but going back to the Star uh, Stardust, it was originally recorded by Hoakley Carmichael in 1920. Uh, yeah, I know. It's an old song. Yeah, it's an old song. But you can imagine, like, Hoakley. Uh, Carmichael doing it, and what just what what we just listened to. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that information, Larry. Um, let's play <clears> one <throat> more. Uh, you know, let's play a couple of Lester Youngs because you know he doesn't get that airtime or podcast time like other jazz musicians. Uh, at least, not his solo stuff. His musical stuff. He gets a lot of time with on Billy Holiday songs. But here's a piece, Pennies from Heaven. Uh, done in 
Leslie Young in the 1950 recording, Pennies from Heaven, with Bill Harris on trombone, Hank Jones on piano, Ray Brown on bass, and Buddy Rich on the drums, and of course, Lester Young on tenor sax, Larry. Yeah, that was beautiful. I like that. I like the trombone, of course. I love the trombone. I love when you know, people play the trombone. Yeah. Uh, but they just gave Billy, a, uh, I mean, uh, Buddy, uh, Buddy Rich, uh, just a little piece. He's a great, he's a nice drummer. I mean, he's really a good yeah. drummer. But uh, overall, the, it was a really nice piece. I liked it. Yeah, uh, that's a great recording. Uh, here's another old recording. We're going to do one more, uh, Lester Young. But this time we're doing him with Coleman Hawkins. And this was actually a TV special done in 1958. Um, uh, Lester Young, Coleman Hawkins. Happen from now on out till the cops comes. <laughs> you call it, we'll all go. <laughs> Here they come. <laughs>
Wow, that's uh, Lester Young, Coleman Hawkins, on a uh, TV special in 1958. Man, there was a whole bunch of known jazz musicians on it. Some uh, some folks I recognize, like I think that was J.J. Johnson on the trombone. Uh, but uh, a whole group. I remember those specials in the 50s that came on uh, at that time on TV. And it was always on Channel 13. Now, yep. you got to remember in the 50s, we only had Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 5, but nobody watched Channel 5. <laughs> channel 7, Channel 11, nobody watched Channel 11, and Channel 13, and that was it. Uh, but every now and then, 13 came up with specials in music and uh, Broadway shows and, and jazz musicians. Uh, and they they were hopping on that, Larry. Man, that that that's an old-fashioned jam session, man, where yeah. a group of musicians just get together and they jam, and that's what I you know that's what I heard right there. Yeah, it's just a group of musicians getting together and playing their thing. And what gets me about a jam session, especially when it's done as well as that, how they coordinate things in terms of getting the notes and you know. Um, yeah. getting everything together because there is no sheet music in front no, of these people. Part teams. of that is a song. No, no, I understand yeah, that. But yeah. I'm just saying like the way that they the improvise, the way that they improvise yeah. on this song is it's just yeah. wonderful, man. It's just I know, wonderful. But they, I mean, they, just, they rehearsed that, man. They re- they re- that was for TV. Okay. So I'm sure they did some rehearsing. And then they played that music, which ended up being the theme music for uh, Symphony Sid. Yeah, yeah, that's and, what I thought. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about, yes. Jumping with my boy Sid from the city. city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was the, the jazz station in the late 50s and early 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Symphony uh, Sid, man, he was a bad dude, too. Yeah. He knew how to play the music. He, I mean, at least he had, he had a good repertoire. All right, folks, that was uh, Lester Young, Coleman Hawkins, and a whole group of folks on a TV special done in 1958. Uh, we're playing uh, Lester Young and Billie Holiday. Let's go back to Billy. And this is, uh, well, you know this song, folks. If you know Billy Holiday, you know this song. And here's the interesting thing about this song. With uh, Billy Holiday, it was recorded in 1952, and it has uh, Oscar Peterson on piano uh, in my solitude. Memories 
That's beautiful, man. <laughs> she is something else. Yeah. Um, that that music fits that song. That song fits that music. And, you know, everybody had moments of solitude for whatever reason. And I can't think of a, a better song that, that describes those moments. Billie Holiday, In My Solitude, uh, recorded in 1952. Well, man, it's getting to be that time. Let's play another Billie Holiday song, man. This is a, uh, a piece she did in 1957, man. It was a classic song, Body and Soul, Billie Holiday. My days have grown so lonely For you I cry for you, dear, only Why haven't you seen it? I'm all for you, body and soul I spend my days in longing You know it's you that I am longing Oh, I tell you I mean it I'm all for you, body 
can't believe it It's hard to conceive it That you throw away romance Are you pretending It looks like the ending Unless I can have one more chance To prove dear My life a wreck you're making You know I'm yours For just the taking Oh, I tell you I mean it I'm all for you, body and soul <laughs> So... 
believe it It's hard to conceive it That you'd throw away romance Are you pretending It looks like the ending Unless I can have one more chance To prove dear My life for hell you're making You know I'm yours For just the taking Oh, I tell you I mean it I want for you Body and soul Billy Holiday on a 1957 recording of Body and Soul, and that's with Ben Webster on saxophone. You know, many jazz musicians played the musical version of Body and Soul. A lot of jazz folks play that. Very rarely do you hear uh, a, the singing vocal version of Body and Soul. Larry? How'd you like that piece, man? Yeah, that was cool, man. <laughs> She's, she's just too much. She just, yeah. She just has that voice that just, uh, just carries you, carries you. Oh to, yeah, to, yeah. To a place that sometimes, sometimes it's good to listen to Billie Holiday. She takes us back, man. Yeah, and allows you to reflect. Uh it's get almost that time, but we got to play one more Lester Young, man. You know, this is a a piece done with Lester Young with. Uh, Oscar Peterson Trio uh, called T for Two done in 
Wow, Lester Young with uh, Oscar Peterson Trio in the 1952 recording, T for Two. That really highlights Lester Young's sax skills. Yes, it did. It very much so. Well, Larry, man, it's that time, brother. Already? Yeah, man. I'd like to thank you for uh, being here, man. Thank you for allowing me to be here. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? Of course you're going to be here, bro. You know, mm. and I, I'd like to thank everyone out there for listening. I hope you folks enjoyed as we paid the music and tribute to both Billie Holiday and Lester Young, who were two giants of the 1950s, the 1940s jazz scene. Two giants uh, paved the way for all the people who came after them. So as always, folks, I'd like to thank you. And until the next time, peace and love. And we're going to go out on a classic Billie Holiday song, Strange Fruit.